You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Peter was Peter, the author of, of the text and, and the book of First and Second Peter, uh, was addressing the churches of Asia Minor. But he calls them in the text beloved. The root meaning of beloved is highly valued. He wanted them to know that they were special. He wanted saints to know that they were special, profitable. He didn't want the saints to have low self-esteem. It's not good for you to think bad of yourself, even though you mess up from time to time. And don't try to act like you don't ever mess up. You probably said something you didn't been saying yesterday. May have thought something this morning you didn't have no business thinking. But he did not want the saints to have low self-esteem. Wanted them to know that you are valuable. You're special. Matter of fact, look at somebody and say, you are unique. unique. Quit trying to be like somebody else. Or wishing you were somebody else. You are unique. It's okay to desire the traits that somebody else may possess. And, and for you to strive to have certain traits. That, that, that's one thing. But to put yourself down. But then put somebody else on a pedestal. That says about you that you don't really know how valuable you are. You're so valuable to where God himself couldn't just describe you uh, with just one, one word. He, he, he couldn't do it. Notice how he, he used his writers to talk about you. He used Paul to say in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. And say, oh, things have Pass. He cleaned the slate. Look or behold, everything is new. He desires us to look at ourselves, look at our lives, and see that we have become new. You know you're not as low down as you used to be. Woo, you know you don't lie like you used to lie. What has happened? You knew now. You got a new tongue now. I say, you got a new tongue now. You got a new mind now. If anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. But he also used Paul to tell us in Romans 8 that we are more than conquerors through Christ or through God who loved us. You, you can defeat more things than you think you can defeat because as a matter of fact, I don't even know what you're going through, but God has given you the capacity to deal with that issue that seems to be bigger than you. But with Christ, you can handle it. Why? With him, all things are possible. Ooh, 
Woo! Y'all ready to preach a little bit? Tell somebody you can handle what you're going through. Because you're more than a conqueror. Through Christ. Tell them again, you're more than a conqueror. Through Christ. Because with Christ, all things are what? That means you can overcome whatever you're going through. But you got to keep God in it. I said you got to keep God in it. You got to think God, talk God, and got to do according to the written and revealed will of God. And you will overcome what you're going through. But then he also calls us heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ Jesus. The implication, you are rich. And I'm not just talking about money, but, but, but you agree with me, God, rich. Jesus is rich. So if you are an heir of God, a, a joint heir with Christ Jesus, that means you are but look how some folks, they just, they, they, when they say that right there, it just bothers them a little bit. You know why? That's that low self-esteem you got. You just don't see yourself the way God said. I was hoping you was going to finish it. Let me try it one more time. You just don't see yourself the way God. But you need to. You need to see that you are exactly who God has ordained for you to be. You may be going through the process. You may not be completely or fully that person, but you are striving. Therefore, you are in that vein. You are more than a conqueror. You can overcome certain things that you go through in life with Christ. I don't care if it's sickness, disease, or something else. You can overcome it or God will give you the ability to deal with it and keep it in his place. You can rejoice even though you're going through some stuff. You can be happy even though you're going through some stuff. But going back to the Old Testament, he told, he told Moses to tell Israel when they were coming out of Egypt. Headed to the promised land. Look, I'm going to make you the head. Not the tail. He was giving them a promise. You're going to live above only and never beneath. He was telling folks that didn't have a pot to twill in nor a yard to throw it out in. When they were leaving slavery. That it's going to come a time in your life. Well, you are going to be the head. You're going to have great authority. You will never have to worry about being the tail. Now, he tried to put it in them, but, but for some of the Israelites, it was too much. And they never received that they were the head and not the tail. And sadly, some of them either died with low self-esteem or some ended up back in the same predicament that they were in in Egypt. Paul said the things that were written before our time or in the past were written for our learning. You got to learn from the past, even your own past, so you won't continue to do the dumb stuff or continue to do stuff that will hinder, alter, or stop you from having what God came to give you. What did he come to give me, preacher? He came to give you abundant life. Came to help you think right, talk right, and do right. Came to make things better for you in every aspect of your life. And wanted you to know that was his purpose. And if something else is going on, that's not him. 
You know John 10 and 10, the thief comes not but for the steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come so you can have some life and that more abundantly. You are valuable. You are a person of prosperity. You are a person that God himself deems special. But you are not excluded from trouble. As awesome as you are, you are not excluded from horrendous trouble of what the text calls a fiery trial. You're not excluded from it. And, and see, Peter wanted the saints to get it in their mind that number one, you're not excluded from this. It's going to happen to you. You're going to go through something in your, in your body. Why? This body goes through a decaying process. That means you're going to run into some trouble when it comes to this body. You, you're going to run into some trouble when it comes to this mind. Why? Because... You got these ears and you're going to be hearing stuff. And when you hear stuff, the, the thing that it's going to do most of all is mess with your mind. You're going to hear some stuff you don't like. You're going to hear some stuff you like. You're going to hear some stuff you're going to wonder about. But as a child of God, you can never allow certain things to get fixed. A planet in your mind or spirit. You may hear it, but never allow that thing to get in you. In your mind to the point to where it starts pushing you. Urging you. Or influencing you to think. In a way that's in contrast to the written and revealed will of God. Even when trouble comes, you can't allow that trouble to influence you to the point to where you start uttering out of your mouth death. Or you give that evil influence power. In reference to your life. Remember Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life. Are in the power of the tongue. You can give what's attacking your body. Life. Life to the point to where. It starts controlling. And influencing you. In a way. That is in contrast to the word. In contrast to the will. Trouble can come in your life to the point to where it can push you to accept the promise. Well, to accept the present and ignore the promises of God. That's what trouble will do. Trouble will cause you to focus on your present situation and forget what God promised you. Even though God let us know, once I tell you something or once I send forth my word, it's not going to return unto me void. It's going to do everything that I sent it to do. And that's Isaiah 55. 
If he sent his word to do something, that's what it's going to do. But while the word is working, the fiery trial is also working. And, and it's working on your mind. Working on your mind, pushing you to, to believe in what you see with your natural eyes. And when you start looking at something with your natural eyes on a, on a constant or continual basis, it will cause you to look at the promises of God and wonder if the things of God are really true. Is God really going to do this? He said many of the afflictions of the righteous, but he would deliver. Is he really going to deliver me? And I've been going through this for just so, so long. A fiery trial of you, Bend you to do exactly what it tells you. Job was going through a fiery trial, and that, that, that fiery trial got to working on him so to where Job just, just uttered out of his mouth, Don't! He slay me. I'm still going to trust him. See, even when you feel like the thing has got the upper hand on you, you still got to give God the praise. You still got to keep your focus and let God know I'm going to trust you despite what I'm going through. But there are some folk when they get to going through hard trouble or horrendous things they start thinking strange. Start thinking strange. And, and, and when you, you think strange based upon the text, you're thinking in a way that God does not want you to think. That's what the strange means. In a theological sense, you're thinking in a way that God does not want you to think. You got to watch yourself. When you start thinking and, and then you start talking about what you're thinking. Get this. To yourself. Lord, I've been praying. Wonder if he want to heal me. Wonder if he want to heal me. It may not, and then you try, then you get religious. It may not be his will to heal me. He has to heal you, child of God, if you have faith. Whether he heals you on this side or that side. If you understand the Bible, you ain't going into heaven with no sickness. So he's gonna heal you. Your question should be, Lord, is my healing going to come on this side or the other side? Or before I reach the other side? Where is it going to come? Or better yet, Lord, whether you heal me now or you heal me afterwards, I'm going to trust you. But you should never allow yourself to enter into the place to where you start thinking in a way that's in contrast to the word. You can't do that. You, that because you call that strange thinking. You can never hear a rhema word or receive a rhema word and then turn around and say, well, maybe God wasn't talking to me. See, so you start thinking and then you start talking. Well, maybe he wasn't talking to me. Maybe that was for somebody else because 
it hadn't happened yet. See, you're not omniscient. Sometimes you can say something hadn't happened, but it has happened. Why? Because God done put it in you to happen. You just hadn't seen the full manifestation. Once God put the seed in you, it's going to happen. You just got to give him praise until he manifested. But you can never enter into that place to where you're thinking strange about what God said. Especially when it's a promise because 2 Corinthians 1 and 20 says get this all of the promises of God in him are yes and amen that, that means everything God promised is going to happen and when you don't believe what God promised you it is going to happen God will give what he promised you to somebody else because you didn't believe it. He'll take your stuff and give it to somebody else. Now that's Bible. Show me. No, I ain't going there. <laughs> Study. Research. But I think most of you know that. But understand, you, you can never allow your thinking. To get in contrast to God's will. That, that's the reason we have to hold on to scriptures like Philippians 2 and 5. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. How do you let it? When, when things are coming at your mind trying to get you to think about this, that, and the other... God has given you the capacity to focus on something different, to focus on his word. And even when you focus on his word and that thing is still battling your mind, you just keep focusing. Even if you, even if you have to battle that thing for an hour, you just keep focusing. If, 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 if a spirit comes to say God is not going to do it, use your tongue for life. He is going to do it. He come back. Two days later, he ain't going to do it because something happened. He said, I told you he wasn't going to. Yeah, he's still going to do it. Even though that you just keep using your tongue for life. Because you're thinking. You're, you're thinking is the thing that, that eventually pushes what you say. Jesus said it differently. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But it starts right here. And see, that's the reason Peter addressed their mindset. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. It's coming your way. Coming your way to examine you. Coming your way to show you exactly who you are you're going to find out if you're a baby elder a nursing minister a junior deacon you're going to find out who you are through trouble that Peter describes as fiery something that's going to make you move and and, and Will fire make you move? It's going to be fiery. And it's going to cause you to either think right or wrong. That's the reason he, he told them, I don't want you thinking strange when, when this trouble comes. I want you right. Even though you are experiencing something horrendous. I, I don't want you to act like you don't know God just because you're going through something. I want you to act like you know him despite 
the pain that's going up and down your body despite what people are saying about you on the job I want you to go to that job and I want you to let them know you know Jesus despite what they're saying about you think it not strange yeah you're going through financial crisis and and I don't prophesy Better is here and better is come. Don't you let financial crisis tell you that I ain't going to give you no better. I ain't going to give you no. See, as a child of God, you got to know that God will speak those things that are not as though they were. Can I break it down? You're going through a whole lot of financial crisis and God is speaking better and bigger. But you feel because of your present situation that that's not for you. You can't be like that. You check out the Bible and you check out different folks' lives. Their greatest blessings came when they were going through a whole lot of trouble. Their greatest blessings came when they were going through a fiery trial. David gave God the praise for going through trouble. We can't have a pity party just because we're going through something. That's what regular folk do. Look at somebody and say to him or her, you are not regular. You are valued. Get out your head, you're regular. You are valuable. Well, I ain't got no, you are valuable. Even though you may not have a penny in your pocket. If you're blood washed by Jesus, you are valued. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you. How many about your hand you going through some trouble right now? It's to try you. Well, how can I know it's to try you? Because you Christian. And you striving to do what's right, but you're being attacked. It's a trial. It's trouble. It's been sent to show you who you are and show you what adjustments you need to make. Don't stay in the same place you are when, when, when trouble comes. You, you got to take everything to another level. You're going through something fiery, your prayer life needs to increase. Your giving needs to increase. Pastor asking me to give, I'm already going through it, find that. See, you don't know about How you think you're going to get from God and you're going through it financially? Jesus said, give and it shall be given. Get this. And out of all the folks that, that were giving offerings, in scripture, when Jesus was, was, was there watching folks giving offerings, the very person he talked about giving was in trouble. And she was old. And by herself. Jesus said to his disciples, he said, you see all these folk giving? And then pointed out the one woman. And see, folk, religious folks, she, she, she gave two mics and it was no you, you, you missed the whole thing Jesus told them what she gave but the main emphasis was she gave all all cause if she would have had if she would have had a thousand mics and only gave two she would have been wrong <laughs> but Jesus said look she done gave all that she had everything she gave everything that she had. 
So what happens when, when, when somebody does that? And he pointed out, he said, look, look at what she's doing. Give and it shall be given. How? Good. Yes. Press. Yes. Shaken. Yes. And running. Back in the Old Testament, a woman, she, she had a little and was fitting to give all, her all to the wrong person, herself and her son, according to the prophet. No, no, you, you, you don't need to do that for you until you do what I tell you to do. He put before her, even though he wasn't Amos, Amos 3 and 7. Believe the prophet and you going to prosper. Well, 2 Chronicles 20 and 20. Amos 3 and 7 says, surely the Lord God would do nothing unless he revealed his what? Jesus. To his servant who? Right. But then 2 Chronicles 20 and 20b says, believe the Lord your God, so shall you be what? Exactly. Believe his prophet, so shall you what? Right. He put before the woman Amos 3 and 7 and 2 Chronicles 20 and 20. And she had a choice. Am I going to believe what the prophet is telling me? Or am I going to do what I feel I need to do? Her thought about herself was low. She was ready to die because of what she saw. And the prophet told him, no, you ain't going to die. Your way out is giving. Give what I tell you to give. And not only are you going to live and not die, but your house is going to be well taken care of. Went past her and her son and said, your house is going to be taken care of. The famine had affected her greatly, but when the prophet showed up and told her better is here and bigger is coming, she believed it. Get this, and received it. The better was what initially happened. The bigger was what continued to happen. She received better and bigger even though she was going through a horrendous time. And see, the enemy or the fiery trial has pushed you to the point to where because of your situation, you don't feel like you can experience what God has ordained to take place in this season. You need to tell what you've been going through. You are a lie. God going to do exactly what he said. Plus, my mindset is always bigger and better. Why? He will do exceeding abundantly above what you get this, what you ask or think. But, but see, you will ask the wrong thing if you're not thinking right. And that's the reason, again, Peter was trying to get their mindset. In the place that it needed to be. You're going to be tried. It's sent to try you. It hurts, but it's for your good. You don't like it, but it's for your good. You're looking at all the folks that's doing better than you, literally, but you're going to be doing better after this. <laughs> David said, I almost fainted when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. And God had to take him to church and remind him. That the wicked, just like a flower, will flourish but then come down. You know why they come down? Because what they were flourishing with has been stored up for you. Y'all better start reading your Bible. The wealth of the... Get this. It laid up. It laid up. 
waiting for the unjust. I mean, waiting for the just. But some just folks scared to get it. I can't afford that. God didn't ask you what you could afford. God told you what he was going to do for you. You looking at payments before, before God even tell you how he going to do it. I can't afford. Oh, did God tell you you were going to have payments? We start looking at stuff and, and, and trying to figure out how we're going to do it and then call it a blessing from God. If God tell you to get it financed, he's going to make sure as long as you think, talk, and do according to his word that you are able to give them folks that money, every payment. But if God had not mentioned no payment, what you talking payment for? It's some wicked folk can walk up and, and, and write out a check. For that matter, there's some saints that can walk up and write out a check. But your mind has to be in the right place. I got off my primary. That, that was for somebody. Let's give God the praise. Woo, God. God. Lord, let me close. I got to make sure you got this, but I got to go on. But say to somebody, your mind got to be right. Don't think it's strange when you get to going through trouble. Don't think it's strange when you get to going through trouble. Don't get mad at God when you get to going through trouble and doing that, doing that blame game. You have to get to the point to where you, you accept what God, you accept the trouble that God is allowing to come your way. But you deal with the trouble biblically. That means, child of God, you have to be transformed. You got to change. Say your neighbor, you got to change when you go through trials. You got to do what Paul said in, in Romans 12 and 2. Be ye transformed. How? Renew. Get this. Your mind. God ain't going to renew it. You got to renew it. Oh, God, renew my mind. He ain't going to do that. You wasting your time. He going to stick to his word. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove or know. I wish y'all would have been here to hear Minister Alman teach on that. But you got to be to the point to where you, you got you to gotta be changed. You got to go through a transformation. You got to start thinking completely different. Talking completely different. And, and your talk has to completely be what it, based upon what is written. In God's word and what is revealed according to his word. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove or know what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Only talk what's good or what's going to benefit you. Only think on what's, what's good and what's going to benefit your mind. Don't, don't be thinking, oh, Lord, I just got that bad report. Why are you thinking about it like that? Won't you think about how, how God has the final say? You got somebody's report, but God has the final say. And God used two authors, Paul and Isaiah, to ask a simple question. Whose report you going to what? Believe. You got to believe what God said. You got to confess that you are who God said you are. Again, because of what I quoted earlier, death and life are in the power of the what? But you got you to be transformed. But you can't think that trouble is strange or something that's not according to the will of God. 
You know, some stuff you, you, you'll blame on the devil, but sometimes the Lord will allow a demon to come just to try you. I'm not, I, I ain't got time to go to Luke 4 and 4, but do you remember that Jesus was led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by who? Trouble can come your way, child of God, but every time it's come, it comes your way, it's to try you. If you're thinking, talking, and doing God's will, when that trouble comes, you got to recognize, this is to try me, and I can't think it strange. I got to keep thinking according to the written and? Y'all scared to say it? That's how you got to think. And so he went on to tell them, look, don't think it's strange, but, but this is what I need you to do. Rejoice. Rejoice. Be, number one, happy. Number two, y'all holding on? Optimistic. Be what? And? That's it. You got to be happy and optimistic. What does a pessimistic person bring up? The bad. The evil. That which is in contrast to God's word. You can't be that going through no fiery trial. That thing will tear you up. You won't come to church. You will look mean and mad every time you come out the house. You see somebody getting blessed, you won't rejoice with them. What? You mad. Because you're going through. Because I'm not as happy as I, I usually am. I, I'm going through. Pray for For what? Why you want me to pray for you? And I just told you what to do. My praying for you, ain't, that, that, ain't, that ain't it. That ain't what you need. You need to do what you done been told to do. As powerful as Joshua was, that was the time to where Joshua was praying and God sent an angel and told him, get up. It wasn't time for him to pray. It was time for him to get to doing what he was told to do. You pray for folk, but you got to do what the Bible tells you to do when you're dealing with trouble. Y'all all right? Yeah. We love the pastor because it's clergyman, right? Yeah. But you love me beyond clergyman, right? Good. Rejoice. And you got to know that, that, that you are partaking of, get this, Christ's suffering. I'm in 1 Peter. I'm still in 1 Peter. I'm in that 13th verse. Now I'm getting ready to close. You got to know that you are partaking of Christ. What? Suffering. You got to know that, that the sufferings that you are going through, you have to deal with it with the anointing. You have to look at the sufferings that you're going through as part of your purpose. Christ talked about his sufferings as, as his cup. He said, Father, if I got to drink this cup, so be it. I said, Lord, if I got to go through all this mental anguish that I'm going through, so be it. Lord, if I got to experience financial poverty in order to have Financial wealth, so be it. And it was sure worth it. Woo, I said it was sure worth it. Lord, if I got to learn how to live without in order to appreciate what you give me, so be it. Lord, if I have to experience being and then coming down, for you to show me how awesome you are, so be it. Paul suffered to the point to where he penned in Philippians 4, 8 and following. 
He said, I, I have just learned that whatever state I'm in, therewith to be content. And basically went on to say, I know how to be content when everything is wonderful. And I know how to be content when everything that can go wrong is taking place. I just know how to think, talk, and act no matter what I go through. And that's what he wants from us. We're going through trouble, but we still know how to think, talk, and act. And you said now giving God the praise even though you're going through trouble. Hurting in your body, but you're still giving God the praise. It's some folks in here, I, I just point blank admire you. I, I look at Brother Newell still pressing his way. I said, good God Almighty, I got to give God praise. All this man I went through. Doctors untold his wife, he gonna die. But his wife said, no, he ain't because I'm praying. No, he ain't because the saints pray. And there he is in the back, still pressing Anyway, you, you, got, you got to rejoice. I look at all that Elder Thomas is going through. And that he's still pressing his way. I look at how the enemy has attacked him. But he still gets up and he teaches. He preaches. He does what does say is God. Even though he battling at the same time. I say thank you Jesus. And I can go throughout the sanctuary talking about folk that God has put in our midst to be an example. You got to rejoice when you get to going through stuff. I want you to say something to somebody. I got to hurry. Tell somebody, trouble when it comes to a child of God will not last. Tell them one more time, trouble fiery child when it comes to a child of God will not last you better tell yourself in the midst of what you're going through you ain't gonna last I'm coming out of this with a praise I'm coming out of this with a hallelujah God allowed you to come, but he didn't allow you to come to stay. You, 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 you know, one way you can, you can focus on, one way you can rejoice and focus is by knowing that, that it ain't going to last. As much as it hurt, it ain't going to last. As much pain you've been going through, it ain't going to last. And many times you done went to that refrigerator and didn't see what you wanted to eat. It ain't going to last if you are a child of God. You've been driving a putt-putt for 17 years. But being a child of God, you got to know that is not going to last. See, some of y'all ain't receiving this. He talking, he talking about all that, all that tangible stuff. What, what do you think? Who you think made this tangible stuff? The earth is the and it's for them. But notice this. Notice, I gotta read this. Then I gotta close it. Lord have mercy. I'm taking a lot of time, but I, I need to explain this. I am, but I just want you to know. All right. But notice, notice this right here. Notice this. I, I need to read it again because I want you to, you to really get it. He tells them, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's suffering, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. Now notice, glory starts in the invisible but then God allows it to be revealed. God's glory represents primarily his power, his promises, or his acts. That's it. His promises, his power, or his acts. That's what it represents. 
Breaking it down further, it just simply represents good that comes from God. Matter of fact, let me show you the scripture. Let's go to Psalm 84. Oh, I'm, I'm hurrying now. I'm, I'm in hurry mode. I am. I'm in, I'm in hurry mode. I'm in hurry mode. So y'all hurry to Psalm 84 and 11. And, and notice the wording very carefully. Psalm 84 and 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give what? And what? Focus on this right here. It'll still be true. The Lord will give glory. The Lord will give what? The Lord will give what? The Lord will give what? And notice as he closes it. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk what? He will give what? Glory. And then he basically says that glory is a good what? Thing. But he going to what? Give it. Listen to this. No good thing will he withhold from what? Those who what? If you think, talk, and do right. In the fiery trial. Good things are going to come out of it. Say to your neighbor, you better get ready for good things. But before we shout about that, look at somebody and say, if you're not thinking, talking, and doing what's right, it ain't going to get better. He will give glory, but he's going to give the glory to those that are doing upright. And glory is considered a good thing. And notice when, when, when his glory or his promises is revealed, it's going to change our joy. It's going to change our joy. The things that he's going to give us going to change our joy. The glory that's going to be revealed is going to change our joy for the better. Our joy is going to be changed for the better, and our joy is going to get bigger. Now, in one sense, you have to look at something that Nehemiah said, the joy of the Lord is our what? That means that trial is not only going to cause glory to come, but it's going to make you strong. When you get to going through trials and tribulations, especially a fiery trial, it should cause you to be Strong. That that means you should become more mature because of what you're going through. I say you should be a grown person in a more excellent way because of what you're going through. You should be able to tell someone that's just getting saved that's going through trouble. That look, I know it's fiery, but it ain't strange. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give God a big hand of praise. Come on, let's give God.